0: Welcome back, tell I got the side hustle millionaire on this episode. Let's get down in. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. Your call is All right, Tony, friend. man. Welcome to the All Things Telesales podcast. As a way of getting started, tell the telesales beasts who you are.
1: Man, the Telesales Beasts, they got a good name. <laughs> I like that powerful <laughs> name you give them, but Nowadays, they introduce me as the side hustle millionaire, and that's the title of the book that I wrote that came out in 2018 about how to take your business ideas, evaluate those, and also go through a step-by-step process how to create your first business. So, perfect book for someone that wants to start that new business here in this quarantine era, or maybe someone that's got a business that's kind of stagnated and they want to get to that first seven-figure revenue mark. Perfect book for that. It teaches about marketing, branding, website tactics, doing videos, different things. So. That's really the book I wrote and I wrote the book that people wanted. And that's really why it became such a success. And number one bestseller on Amazon sold over a thousand copies the very first week. And it's been a really a springboard for everything that I'm working on now. I'm a business coach. I've been a business owner, online businesses since 2001. And those were side businesses that created millions of dollars in profit. So that's what most people really think about, like something crazy like that, because during that entire time I had a full-time job. I'm an engineer worked on oil and gas, had a lot of pride in the career side as well, even though it didn't pay nearly as much, but it was just like a personal thing. But now looking back, it was really just a sunk cost fallacy that I was holding on to rather than just going all in on entrepreneurship at an earlier time.
0: Nice. So, uh, so you got an oil and gas background, and then you transitioned to entrepreneurship from the oil and gas engineering role. Well, I I've owned
1: businesses t- for 20 years while yeah. I worked, so that's the side hustle millionaire part, right? Yeah. I didn't go full-time uh, entrepreneurship until about it. 4 years ago. I decided not to go back to corporate.
0: Yeah, so you're like the king of side hustles as you were building up this business. Um walk me through that. Like, would you say like having a laser focus in on something versus having multiple side hustles? I mean, you got to get the Income streams going, and then once you get one that's going really well, would you say to go all in on that one? Once the income's coming, like kind of walk me through that. I'm curious. So that's
1: that's actually a good topic of discussion. We always hear this fallacy of the topic of all successful people have seven streams of income, and we've seen those stupid memes go across your Facebook feed, and it's misleading. If you go ask anybody that's actually successful, they'll tell you, Yeah, I have multiple streams of income, Jake. I I do too. But we didn't do them all at the exact same time. And most people read that and take it at face value. And they say, hey, I got to go get seven streams of income. And they just start looking for all these things. They're looking under rocks. They're digging their coat, their sofas for change. They're trying to start this side hustle, trying to do this, trying to be a coach, trying to be an influencer, trying to write that book. They're trying to do all this stuff, man. And then nothing's working and they're not making any money. What happens is they become oh man, this just ain't ain't for me. So I'm just going to go quit and go get another job. So that's what happens. So yeah, you need multiple streams of income, but the the part that most people forget on that statement is that you need to go do one at a time. You need to go become very good at one thing, become successful at one thing, and then you're going to have extra money to start investing and doing different things to start the next companies and make joint ventures and partnerships and investing and buying real estates or assets or whatever you want to do. So do one thing very well and quit being like focused on all these different things. Cause I'll tell you that in my life, I'm 47 for context. How many of those people that, you know, that have like a different business card, like every six months, you see them, you (laughs) run across them, like, Hey Jake, man, you got to see this thing I'm into now. And then they're getting on social media and they're like, Oh man, i got all these videos, man, I'm just doing this and buy this, buy this, buy this. And then nobody's buying like tumbleweeds are literally blowing across the screen. Yep. And they wonder why. And then they go, man, this just ain't working. And they go looking for something else, man. What's the next magic potion? What's the, what's the next silver bullet that I can find sure. to make me millionaire in, in five weeks. Yep. And then they go do that. And then they get a new business card. And they launch a new website and then they come out hard again. Guys, I can do this. I I know I was doing that other stuff five weeks ago, but I'm doing this <laughs> stuff now and it's way better. And Look at these results. And, and it's like, dude, you're never going to be successful doing that. Ever. No,
0: never, never. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right, man. It's all about that focus and doing what you're passionate about too. It's is, oh, like that passion, man, that hunger for more. Uh, you can't help but to massively execute, man. So like, what's an idea without execution, you know? So walk me through, like, if I have a really good business idea, like, like Bradley and I were talking yesterday, it was like, you know, you're going to get this course out. You're going to do these things, but you still got to do your personal production. You still got to do this. And then at night, you got to be uh, doing your course and doing this other thing. And that thing is going to become the thing, you know?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's basically most people give themselves too much credit, Jake, for their ideas. Yeah. A lot of people take a lot of pride in being creative, man. I've got all these business ideas. I mean, we all know these people. Oh, We've worked man. with them. Yeah. We got friends and they go, hey, Jake man can I pick your brain can we have lunch can we have coffee I want to pick your brain Jake I got these ideas man (laughs) I got these ideas they're gonna make me so rich and then you go have that coffee you go have that lunch you get on them with social media meet with them on zoom and and you go man that is a good idea dude what are you gonna do about it what's your next step oh man I don't know yet but I got this other idea too you know and I don't know which one is which and yeah so I cover that in dude you know so (laughs) Think about this, guys. Millions of people die around this world every single day with good ideas. So your good ideas aren't worth a shit unless you do something to do, you know, make take some actions to actually start to do something with those ideas. So all this self-patting on the back about, hey, I got these great ideas nobody cares right nobody cares like what are you gonna do about it your mama might care but that's about it (laughs) she might she might not even care she (laughs) might go you know what my (laughs) My son's all over the place my son's (laughs) a bullshit artist i wish he'd do something i wish he'd get off that xbox (laughs) and get off his ass and go do something finally and you know we've had these co-workers that are always talking about you know hey jake someday i'm gonna start a business man someday i'm gonna do this someday i'm gonna it's like man just fuck, get up and go do it, dude. What's what's holding you back? It's, it's all in your head, right? Right. And everybody thinks that they're looking for that perfect opportunity or perfect time and yeah. you know, all these bullshit excuses. Because when you say like, I don't have the time to do that, what that is, is a surface level excuse that most people who aspire to be average will jockey back and forth. And when you tell someone else who aspires to be average, hey, I got no time, they're going to usually say, yeah, man, me too. I don't have time either. So that's like validating their excuses. So they do this thing back and forth and then nothing ever gets done. Now you go start hanging around with people who challenge you and push you or see the actual potential in you that you don't even see yourself. Yeah. And you go tell those people, "Hey, I don't get no time. They're right. gonna be, what? Are you serious? You don't have time? Well, hey man, yeah. I got kids. Oh, so you say no successful people have kids? Oh man, I got this full-time job. Oh, so you say no successful people ever started something with a full-time job? It's like, come on, man. Millions of people have done this path before you, all you're holding on these bullshit excuses. So let's get those ideas and we start to evaluate what is it that's going to get you the best odds of success. And I always look at three things and where they intersect. So these are the three things, your purpose, your passion and your profession. Uh, Now, purpose is what is your why? What is what's the big picture? What are the people that you want to serve in this world you got to think beyond yourself it ain't all about what's in it for me it's about who can i serve who can i impact how can i make those people successful that's going to in turn make me successful it ain't about you anymore it's about being outward focused on who you can help now that's the purpose that's a big thing that you're going to get up and you're going to be like dude i'm inspired i want to go do this and here's the secret most people don't realize when you are feeling down the first thing you should do is go help other people and you'll find that when you go help other people that gloominess that you're carrying with inside you, that depression will start to go away because we are hardwired as humans to go help other people. And most people just want to help themselves and they feel despair or anxiety and a lot of things going on in the world right now with the coronavirus they're feeling that anxiety, that fear, and they're internalizing that. And they're not worried about what other people are doing. But as soon as they can make a shift and start thinking about how they can help other people, I guarantee that their mood and their mindset will change. But you got to be willing to go do that. Most people haven't discovered that yet. So that's purpose. Mm. Passion. Passion is what is it that drives you? Like, what are your interests? What are the things that you have a lot of just passion around? For me, it's cars and business. Those are two things I have a lot of passion around cars and business. I can talk about cars and business all day long, but I'm a fit guy. I go work out, you know, all the time when the gym's open, right. I still work it out the home, but I can't talk about fitness for more than about 15 minutes. And I'm like, eh, like it's something I do, not something I love. It's something I love doing, but not something I want to teach or inspire. So think about that. So think about these, these things. So, So the best way to think about that is what are the magazines or the books that you read? Those are pretty good indicators of something that you're passionate about. Maybe it's a hobby or sport or something that you want to do. So when you start working within zones of your passion, it's never going to feel like work because you're going to enjoy being in that vertical, that niche, that industry. So that's why it's important to go find something. And now there's people out there, but like, "Oh, go, I don't believe in that. My passion's just making money. Well, you know, that's a weak purpose. <laughs> like a weak yeah. purpose is focusing on money. Like purpose is like way more strong yeah. than money. Yeah. Profession. Finally, the third one what is it that you have unique skills or knowledge in that you could get paid to do? I mean, everybody that's working a job right now, you're getting paid based on some kind of a skill set or knowledge, or even if it's just labor, you're getting paid for something right now. That's your profession. Then I'm not going to limit it to the things that you have now or the knowledge that you have now or the skills that you have now, because there may be something in that passion that you need to go learn. Maybe if, if you want to go be a creative person, go learn photography or learn how to create websites or do graphic design. There's endless amounts of information out there available to go learn these things, especially for free nowadays. I didn't have this 20 years ago when I started my business. I had to go figure things out and go, actually go to the bookstore and buy books and read books and practice on my own computer. Nowadays, it's so much easier to find that information and people like me writing books and podcasts like yours and mine. Dude, there's no excuses for lack of information. It's a lack of effort. So yeah. go find that professional thing that you can create, especially now, dude. Everybody's sitting in quarantine right now. If you don't come out of this learning something new or reading a book or just doing something, expanding your mind, finding a new skill set, that's on you. Because when you go back to your normal routine after this and you go, hey, man, I got no time. Like, well, what'd you do for that last month? Well, that month that we all had off? Yeah. When you were non-essential, what would you do that time? Oh, well, you know, I I just chilled, man. I just chilled. I just relaxed. (laughs) <laughs> dude, winners don't sit around and relax we look at these things uh, as opportunities yeah. to get ahead all, dude.
0: you're absolutely right yeah yeah and like right now is the time to definitely be uh, i would even add to collaborate to network with people like and how can david Meltzer? how can i be of service and who do you know that can help me right it's like this is the time to be asking those two questions and um so i'm with you man and what i'm hearing there with uh with the uh, The three P's, it sounds like what you call it, like um, impact equals revenue. Where's the impact? Make the impact. And then the money's going to be the byproduct of that impact. Yeah, you nailed
1: it, dude. I I think of business as a game. I like games. I grew up playing video games, sports. I like games. Well, with games, we have rules. Well, business has rules, too. We call those laws, regulations, taxes. Those are the rules of the business game. Yeah. We think about games always have a challenge. We always want to go defeat the big boss or we want to take down the next level or level up. And that's what business is all about. It's about seeking that challenge and overcoming that challenge. Games all have a score. Well, business has a score, too. We call that top line revenue and bottom line profit. That's a score. It's basically the result of the efficiencies or the level of expertise or execution you have to create the score. Money is just a score. Most people think, like, hey, you know, I gotta go make money. What how am I gonna get paid right now? They're, they're just so short focused on these instant returns and they just yeah. never make big money because they're so focused on what can I make today. And I get it, if you're desperate and things are like that are going on, you need to go make those kind of money to pay your bills, but you should also be building something on the back end, maybe your personal brand or your influence or the long-term significant projects that will capitalize over a period of years. Because Nobody becomes a millionaire overnight or over a year. There's no such thing as shortcuts to success. The only shortcuts I found is by hiring the right team or hiring the right coaches or the mentors that can get you past the challenges because you can take a challenge that most people would consider a one week challenge and you could waste way too much time trying to figure that stuff out on your own. You may take a year to figure out something where you can go hire somebody to teach you to get past that challenge and go find bigger challenges, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you got a problem, man, sometimes it's worth paying for to get it fixed. <laughs> now, um, so so you mentioned brand like how, how long have you been working towards your personal brand?
1: I'd say that in 2017 is when I launched 365 Driven. And That was the first time I stepped in front of the camera other than vacation photos with my wife because we take <laughs> photos, right? But yeah, I didn't yeah. like being in front of the camera. I didn't like being on stage. I didn't like my recorded voice. I didn't like my accent. thought I yeah. had some you know, physical appearance things that would make you self-conscious. You know, I hope yeah. listeners are listening to this because this is the yeah, kind of it's... stuff that we all think yeah, about. Yeah, but then too. I started to think about my purpose My purpose is to go impact the generational legacy of millions of people the best way I can serve them. And the best way I can serve people is by teaching them confidence and business skills. That's who I'm built to be. So I said, okay, I got this big purpose I need to quit being a bitch and actually put myself out there and actually go do things and get better Mm -hmm. and start to learn how to communicate better and gain confidence and doing these videos and standing on stages and competing in public speaking contests like crazy. I never thought I'd be doing that. I had stage fright. I didn't like to do that. And here I am. So I lead by example, but I also think that's a testament of me being a bit of a daredevil and an adrenaline junkie. So I'm not afraid of putting myself out there in harm's way for me, it was always trying to avoid the critics because I had the financial the backing. I had jobs. I had the money that came in, I had all the fancy nice things. I didn't feel like I needed to put myself out there. But once my purpose became more compelling and more strong, it was talk- talking a lot louder than all the things I was hiding from. Yeah. And then I made a shift. I said, OK, I-, I need to go out there and build this personal brand. And the best way I did that is how do I start to amplify my message where I'm not having to do one on one engagements? Right. Well, I'm going to write this book. I had that book in my mind. I got to hear you you can see a cover of it for the people that maybe don't aren't familiar with me. But Side Hustle Millionaire is the book. It's on Amazon. And I had this book in my head for five years, Jake, before I finally, finally said, you know what? I'm gonna go write this book. I'm going to write yeah. this book. And I just made a bunch of excuses about I don't have time to write. I don't, you know, I don't know if people are gonna buy it. Why would they listen to me? All this imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I had all the stats on, on paper. I've done everything. So why wouldn't I write that? Just self-doubt. Why would they listen to me? And when I first started putting myself out there and making videos, I did have critics. I did have people who were like, what are you doing, man? We only follow you for your fancy cars. Like, you know, like what's this business stuff. Are you trying to be Tony Robbins and talking <laughs> shit, you know, throwing rocks from the <laughs> SAG gallery. Right. And I just, I focused on my purpose. I just focused on my purpose yeah. and I didn't give a shit about those people. Those, a lot of those people I considered friends are gone. I just fucking got rid of those people because they were trying to hold me back and keep me in their categorical box that they perceived us all as equal. And they don't like to see you improve and wanting to climb out of that box when they perceive themselves as equal and everything's comfortable for them. And they don't want you to disrupt that, that thing inside the box right they see you climbing improving and becoming more fit starting to surround yourself with better people who are challenging you and hiring these mentors Mm -hmm. and standing on stages they don't like that because you know what it does is that it highlights everything that they're not courageous enough to go do themselves and they don't like to see that so they want to drag you back down to the box with them and they want you to hang out in their pity party and just everybody stay, you know, status quo. Let's all just maintain, guys. We're all validating each other that we're all equal. Let's just stay here. Oh, who's this Tony guy trying to climb out of our box? Like, fuck that guy. You know, like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Like, why is he trying to, you know, we're awesome. We, we're awesome right here. Like, guys, if you're listening to this, this happens at every socioeconomic level of your life. I've yep. seen it. I didn't grow up with money. People that are broke will keep you like that. People that get in the middle class will keep you like that. People that get a little taste of the multiple six figures will keep you like that. Millionaires will keep you like that because they all hit some plateau of comfort that they don't want you to climb higher than them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you hit it right there. We talked about validation. Everybody wants to be emotionally validated nowadays, like they get caught up in the vanity metrics and and all this stuff. And then then it's like, well, so many people didn't view me live on Facebook or whatever. Now I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's not really about that. I mean, like I'm not for everybody and you're not for everybody. You know what I mean? And, And just be okay with that and keep pushing, keep keep pushing for that purpose, you know?
1: Yeah. If you're not willing to get out there and put your message out there for a minimum of 12 months, that's the, that's the breaking point that I've seen with my own clients and the audience that I've been helping understanding. If you're not going to willing to fire up that microphone or take that stage or make your videos every single day, I'm not talking about halfing ass because If you treat things like a hobby, you get hobby results. So don't be surprised with that. So if you want real results, do what real results people do. They show up every damn day. That's consistency and put in the effort and create the content and engage the audience. Even if there's just one person watching and that's your mom. If you're not willing to do this for 12 months and actually put yeah. your message out there and start to attract the people that vibe with your message and start to repel the people that disagree with your message, which is equally important, then you need to understand that you're not in it for the right purpose. You're not strong enough and you don't deserve the results. That's the honest truth. And most people don't like to hear that because it goes kind of back to the person I talked about earlier in the show with the different business card every few weeks. They give up too easy, man. You give up way too easy and you're never going to see the long-term results. It takes six to 12 months minimum of showing up every single day, even if nobody you think is listening.
0: Yeah. And that and that goes uh, with uh, these phone pro professionals, man, that or might be listening to the podcast is like, man, it's that consistency, persistency, pursuit of your potential. As you continue to pursue what it is that your purpose is and, and what you feel like, you know, that compelling message behind it of it is, to make the impact, like you've got to have the conviction to want to make the impact.
1: That's true, man. We always have to have the energy, and we have to learn to communicate with conviction and energy. And that's something that I actually had to learn with the public speaking training and Toastmasters and doing those videos. Because before,
0: yeah. when
1: I first got started, I, was, I sucked at it. I had a good message but my delivery sucked. And it was something I had to learn to speak. You hear the energy of my voice and the emotion in my voice. That's something that we think like that, but we're not brave enough or courageous enough to speak like that until we learn the tactics and the skills. And you start to compound that over time and you get more confident in speaking like that. Most people don't start that way. It's just, it's just not how we are. We, we usually have one-on-one conversations and we just kind of do real monotone like this. And we had dudes speak and we're just, yeah. emotionless and just kind of if you yeah. interviewed me like two years ago i would just sound like this and it's how most people speak and let's be honest that's fucking boring it's yeah. fucking boring nobody can hear the energy and the conviction behind your voice yeah. so yeah. why the hell they want to pay attention to you when there's other people that have more energy and are willing to speak and tell you their actual opinions and push those things on you and if you're not willing to stand up for what you believe in then you should just like fold it up and go home or get better
0: yeah and and, and sometimes like just because if i'm in a monotone don't mean that i'm giving you everything it's like maybe i don't know tonality maybe i don't yeah. know how to deliver and communicate right maybe i need some coaching some somebody to like watch and see like how can i have tonality in these di- different types of things you know
1: that's it man it's always a learning process and we are yeah. continuously improving but you'll find the people that you watch the people that you admire they Probably have something about how they speak. So I'll go to these these public speaking events and I'll go to these personal development type conferences. And while I'm also taking strategic notes on what they're teaching me on stage, I'm also taking notes on how they speak and how they communicate Uh, and their mannerisms. And I go, man, I like that delivery. What is it about that delivery? delivery, I'm, I'm dissecting how they do it also by what they're saying, not just focusing on the words.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like that too. When I'm uh watching YouTube motivational videos, I'm looking at Eric Thomas and Les Brown and all these people, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, what are they doing that I can do too, you know, and learning from them? <laughs> well, be, be yourself,
1: yeah, yeah. Eric Thomas, dude. That that guy's a ball of energy. I got to see him at the Lewis House event last year, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I am. I and he gets into I, yeah, that's not me. I meant, I'm, I I'm more of the tough love, I can raise yeah. my voice, I can encourage people and engage people, but. Be yourself, but be, yourself. be the best yeah. version of yourself, you know. And best everybody's gonna yourself. have their own style, absolutely. I gotta either way, you got to bring emotion and energy yeah. in the microphone,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny because, um, my wife and I ran into Eric Thomas at Disney World about two about three years ago, and my wife, she said, I figured he'd be yelling, <laughs> he was so <laughs> monotone, he, he was real chill. I said, Yeah, well, that's because he's in front of a camera and he's all in yeah. spirit, you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it just really depends on, you know, what level people were at, too. You know, it's like, you know, it's uh, 830 in the morning in Los Angeles. And where are you located? I'm in
1: Houston. So two yeah. hours ahead of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like you already got two hours in the day more than I do. You know what I'm saying? So like you probably already had your coffee or whatever. got cranked up and ready to go. So it really just depends on the level people were at, too, at the same time. But um, but then putting themselves in a position to learn and grow. Is just equally important as well, you know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man.
0: Yeah. So, um, man, I appreciate your time today. Where where can people find you? You know that you got the book on Amazon.
1: Yeah, the best way to find me is on my website, 365driven.com. And from there you'll find links to all the social medias, my book and my podcast, and also an entrepreneurship society that I launched a few months ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to jamming on your podcast here pretty soon, man. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, man. Happy to be on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun talking with you and getting to know you, man.
0: Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. i love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. This episode was all tough.